Hello and welcome back to the Because of the Times podcast. I'm Aidan and joining me today to talk about Northern Women in Music, Tits Upon Tyne's Supremo, Nat Greener. How are you doing, Nat? You good? I'm brilliant, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you very much. So if we start at the beginning of Tits Upon Tyne, originally created to raise awareness for breast cancer, and then you've kind of moved on, expanded from that. How's that journey been so far? I think Tits Upon Tyne is like, a reflection of what I'm going through in my personal life so it started off for breast cancer awareness and to raise money when my mum got diagnosed back in 2018 and then thankfully she's been in remission she's like all clear now and and it, it still got that core to it but it's now progressed to other issues that I've experienced being a woman in music and obviously, we were running punk nights to raise money. So it kind of just kind of coincided. It just synergized very nicely into becoming this platform that's safe and supportive to the local music community in Newcastle. You talk about the kind of local community within Newcastle specifically. So are you, do you focus solely on Newcastle or is it more generally in the northeast well i'm actually a nottingham girl myself so i'm from okay. the and i was running gigs there um for under 18s uh till i was 18 and then tits pontine it does look into newcastle primarily but i think just because it's called tits pontine it isn't limited to the northeast it's just where it was founded initially it did start to focus just on newcastle but um the exposure it's had recently just shows that like I think yeah the name is based on a location but I think what we stand for is something that everywhere and, and like all music communities relate to and have problems with so yeah it's Newcastle based but we're very open to working with journalists from across like everywhere so it, it is inclusive but also northern at heart i'd say talking about the website is about and all that kind of stuff at this point at least anyway so you shine a light on a range of different issues a couple that you that you have talked about recently about uh, misogyny and the male gaze and also um stop using female fronted as a genre so obviously th- those are two examples there why do you feel it's important to shine a light on on these issues um, and specifically maybe something like stop using female fronted as a genre, which could almost be considered maybe not a microaggression, but you know what I mean, like the way that that's kind of portrayed. Why do you feel that's important? Well, growing up in music, so I've, I've been in the industry since I was 14 um, and I'm very lucky that Nottingham's music industry, it's not very monopolised. It's very competitive so everyone's on their game like all the time and it's really really good for creative expression but I hadn't really noticed how like little females were there I had oh I don't get me wrong I had amazing male mentors who taught me everything I know but the lack of a female figurehead has been something that's really kind of upset me the last few years I think not having someone to turn to who understands what I've been through as a woman in music it's really kind of it's saddening because it's 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 such a tricky one sorry I keep getting distracted because of my (laughs) laptop's pinging in the corner but um yeah it's it's the lack of female figureheads has been something that I just really want to change because let's face it they're not that they are out there 
they are accessible but for some reason they're not given the platform or the opportunity to speak out so and then it's never like oh women should take over the music industry um it's more even in the playing field a little bit <laughs> like work with female producers work with female sound technicians and like it doesn't have to be a male dominated industry and I think that's what Tits Upon Time showcases is the fact that like men also are on board and supporting and so it is a community rather than just like women <laughs> It's interesting that you say the kind of lack of female figurehead as well, because I talked to uh, Elise, we had Elise on the podcast who um, fronts uh, Comparison, and she was saying about, you know, they are better. So I think Comparison are all female, but I think there's one lad. She was saying, we can rock out and sell out, you know, a, a pub uh, or an arena. Well, not maybe not an arena, given the size of the band, but like, you know, a pub or a venue and rock the place out 10 times more than the next four-piece indie rock band that you pull out of wherever that's all male. But for some reason, you, they don't get that same platform that those men get. It, I never understand why that is, because as you said, those girl bands are out there and they are just as good as the next male band. For whatever reason, that there is a there is a systemic issue there. I think it is very much so. The industry is kind of a boys' club it's not what you know it's who you know um and I think especially with what's gone on recently that's a perfect example if you've got friends in the right places and I think in no way do I think women are vulnerable at all I think we're very very strong individuals but I can see why some men might see us as vulnerable and easy to intimidate and um I think that that plays a huge part in it is that female fronted as a genre that's not a selling point like that that should be totally irrelevant it should be based on if the music's good or not it doesn't matter who who's front in the band it's like if you've got someone who's got a disability at the front or a minority group or something you don't put on the poster oh yeah like this is amazing because it's not relevant it's like it's kind of weirdly it's like symbolic annihilation it's trying to look like you're doing the right thing but in the process just making it worse <laughs> like female fronted is to me such a stupid idea for a genre it, it's, it's honestly I don't understand what goes through some people's heads sometimes <laughs> what are your personal experiences like within the music industry so you said that you've been in the industry since 14 what kind of strikes you as your overall experience ever since you've delved into that world most of it's been good um but I just had this one really, really, really bad experience with a, a studio owner where I was manipulated, emotionally abused, taken advantage of, exploited. And then every time I'd come back to Newcastle, he'd go around saying that I was a fangirl, that like our relationship didn't mean anything, that um, like I, I slept with every band that I worked with. I'm pretty sure he said to one band that I slept with Liam Gallagher as well, which was quite, I, I, did that one tickle you? <laughs> it, it did, it did. I mean, it's a very, it's a very specific and odd. Writing about it for my uni thing and it's like trying, realising how much it's affected me. So it, it's got to the point where like, my persona was that despite the fact I was celibate for two years because of all of these rumours because I was so careful of 
what I was doing as as a consequence of someone else spreading rumours about me. I think literally that the fact that a lot of women are threatened with like blacklisting if they speak out about just anything, it's it's awful. It, it, it's like, do you want your mental health or your career? And you can't have both <laughs> in music. You've got to have one or the other if you're female. Yeah, and that, that, it's awful. And I hope you're doing a lot better now, at least anyway, than, than when you were in that kind of situation. So what advice do you have for any any young girls who may be in a similar situation to what you were in in that, in that place and maybe don't know how to get themselves out of it? It's not worth it. <laughs> Um, I think with music and the creative industries, it's kind of seen as to be cool and like it's very image based and the experiences are like, oh, my God, I was with this band. And I think you can run away with yourself. But actually, like if that was any other industry, that would not be stood for, like harassment would not be tolerated. And I think, see, if you're in, in the industry, if that be a photographer or a musician or a journalist, see it as a job. I know that I know that there can be a lot of crossovers with your social life and your work life, especially in this industry, and working like late hours at gigs and stuff. But it is a job and there are laws in place and support networks in place for you to make these complaints. And they can be made anonymously as well. Granted, don't come to me all the time because I've been finding the last few weeks very 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 draining and I need I need a little break but um there's by all means there's resources out there that like specialize in this and you're not alone like the most of us are good people and we are trying and it's just a matter of finding like-minded people and maybe talking to them if you're in the same workplace experience and the same thing like for example with, with what ha- happened with SSD the female and ex-staff came together and I think especially you you're stronger as like a force rather than one person but there are people out there that will listen to you and always put yourself first your mental health is the most important and even if you just look after yourself and you don't ever press legal action or anything you just got to make sure that you don't put yourself in them environments because it's not worth it there are good places out there who will treat you properly and will treat you with respect I've worked for some of them and you just got to make sure you're you're finding them and you're you're supporting the right people basically it's quite difficult in those to to especially when you first meet someone you, you know you, you perceive them as one thing and then they can turn out to be the next so it can be a very a very horrible industry in that sense that you can get lured into situations that you never want to be in yeah and also like don't kick yourself for being manipulated by these people because I like I've done it and not only that but I went back to my abuser multiple times under the pretense that he was this amazing man in the music industry and it's like these people are good at making them seem like they're more than what they are and I think there's evidence out there um and you know what if you can't get them done for like sexual harassment if they're doing that kind of thing they're probably doing some other dodgy stuff so maybe explore like that avenue and if you can't get them held accountable for one thing maybe you can get them to be held accountable for another and I think accountability is a thing that really needs to change because that's what's not happening at the moment you recently launched uh Courtright Records do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is and 
kind of how you're trying to develop maybe a safe, a safe, empowering space for women to produce music? Yeah, so um, Coat Rack was a little idea me and my housemate had. She's a producer and a, she used to do live sound before COVID times. Um, so she has definitely had her fair share of abuse in the workplace and harassment as uh, that industries that part of the music industry especially live sound is very very male dominated and not just male dominated but like an older generation as well so it's like you've she's really been through been through it with that so we basically we put our heads together and we were like okay what kind of thing would have we wanted as women in music when a few years ago when we were trying to find our feet and then this is where coat rack came into question so we basically said we want to do our own label where we're in full control of who we work with um, and also have the ability to dismiss people if allegations come forward without having all of the legal stuff in the background and I looked at my coat rack and was like they're all different but cohesively they look good together and that's what I want our label to be like and and then it just that's where the name Coat Rack came from and I also think it's we did an interview um where someone said it was a good name because uh, women are kind of like the Coat Rack of the music industry like we're there but we're just uh, holding everyone else's stuff so it kind of worked as a really nice kind of metaphor for how we felt um, and it's kind of like reclaiming that. And we work with men. We love working with guys who support us because and everyone, it's very inclusive, but we specialise. It's just basically that we are providing that safe space. And I don't think there's many places that specialise in women in music. Um, you have divisions in companies that handle uh, minority groups or certain kind of behaviours and there just doesn't seem to be that for women (laughs) that they're just in music that there isn't that you've got independents doing their own thing and trying to enforce that but in the great scheme of things I don't it feels like no one's really fighting the battle for us so So are you you planning to put any gigs on with through that maybe after covid or is that are Definitely. you purely on? Oh, wonderful. I'm very look. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing where that goes then. So finally, we'll touch on a very positive note. Three, four or five songs at the minute that are circulating on your head that you can't get, can't escape. Okay, well, Abnorm, Citrus Days, because that is a bop. And um, I'm just really vibing with that. And she's been dead lush and supportive recently. And I, we were reviewing it on the Tits One Time website. And then I just mm-hmm. was like, oh, this is good. I like this. <laughs> so, so that's definitely one. And then also with what's been going on with certain music promoters and just misogyny in general, um, and just feeling patronised, the regret seashore is a absolute tune and that's what I've been listening to whenever I've been like angry (laughs) at what's been going on and it's empowering as well and Kate Nash gave us a follow (laughs) the other day so I've I've been listening to Kate Nash quite a bit you're gonna gonna chuck some Kate Nash in there then 
Yeah, well, with what she's doing with the festivals as well, she's actually taking an interest in what's going on right now. And for that, I really, I mean, her music is mint anyway, but I've got such another level of respect for her taking it upon herself to be doing what she's doing right now. So, yeah. And then I, I do love a bit of meatloaf. So I'm just throw a bit of meatloaf in there. All right, then. Fantastic. Um, thank you very much, Nat. Um, if you can like the podcast, share the podcast, all that good stuff. Um, I would really appreciate it and yeah so thank you very much Nat I really appreciate it